hope everything is going well with you. And if you got your Bibles this morning, I want you to go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. You know, I was listening uh, this past week while you're turning uh, to the news, and I heard somebody make a statement that went something like this, that what we are going through with this pandemic is going to be a life-altering event. In other words, things will never be the same once we get on the other side of this. And that may be true. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about another life-altering event, probably the greatest life-altering event ever to take place. And that happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ hung on a cross when he was buried in a tomb and he rose again on the third day. And so I want to look at this event and how it does change our life even today. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 through 4. Let me remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you are still standing firm in it. It is the good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you, unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was the most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. You know, it's interesting that the first proof of the resurrection that Paul draws from is not the eyewitness accounts. He will go into that in the next few verses of chapter 15. But he says the first proof that Jesus Christ rose from the dead is not the eyewitness accounts, it is the scriptures. We know that Jesus rose from the dead because of the scriptures. Verse 4, he says, He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. And most people will say, well, I'll believe it if I see it. But as a Christian, we must believe it because we read it in God's Word. In other words, it doesn't matter what we see. It doesn't matter what others say. It matters what the Word of God tells us. This is the final authority. And then Paul continues on the importance of, of Jesus' resurrection in verse 14. Look what he says here. He says, if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is useless and our faith is useless. Then verse 17, and if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. And he says in verse 18, and we are all lost. So in other words, if the resurrection didn't take place, we've got no hope. If the resurrection didn't take place, preaching is useless, going to church is useless, reading the Bible is useless, your faith is useless. But praise be unto God, we know that Jesus Christ rose again because the scriptures tell us he rose again. And we also have other witnesses that say they seen him, they touched him, they talked with him, they ate with him. And so we know that Jesus Christ rose again. Well, what does that mean to us today? How can what happened over 2,000 years ago 
how can that impact my life today? I want to look at that this today. The first thing that the resurrection does for us even today is simply this. The resurrection, the death, burial, and the resurrection, first and foremost, it means that my past can be pardoned. I want to say that again. Because of Jesus going to the cross, my past can be pardoned. Now, when we hear this word pardon, a lot of times we hear it in the context of maybe like a presidential pardon. And what that means is simply this. A lot of times when a president is about to leave office, he will pardon a group of people. And what that means is there's people out there that have been convicted or they've been charged with federal crimes. And so the president has the authority to pardon those people and to set them free. Well, you and I, we were born dead in trespasses and in sins. We were born guilty because we all had fallen short of the glorious standard of God. And we were hopeless, we were helpless. But God looked down on us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth. Jesus lived a sinless life. He was the spotless lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. And he died on the cross so that we could be set free from the penalty of sin and also from the power of sin. The Bible says that he became sin who knew no sin, that we, you and I, could become the righteousness of God. Micah says it like this in Micah 7, 18. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth, there's that word again, pardoneth, he pardoneth iniquity. What does pardon mean? It means to take away. It means to lift. It means to carry off. It means to remove. And that is what Jesus Christ did with our sins. The psalmist says it like this in Psalms 130, verse 4 and 5. He says, Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. So this word forgiveness is a similar word to pardon. Forgiveness is not a spiritual term or a theological term, but it is a financial term. Let me explain it like this. Suppose the bank calls you tomorrow and they tell you those car loans you have, that mortgage you have, we forgive you of that loan. You don't owe us another penny. You don't owe us any restitution. You don't owe us another cent. That's what forgiveness is. In other words, you don't owe me anything. And when Jesus forgives us, he says, you owe me nothing. The debt has been paid. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul would say it like this in Colossians 2.14. He, that being Jesus, canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Jesus took all the charges that was on my record, 
that was on your record, and he nullified them, he canceled them on the cross of Calvary. In other words, when you look at John's gospel, when John recalls the crucifixion, he says in John 19 and 30 that when Jesus was on the cross, he cried out with a loud, loud cry and said, It is finished. It is finished. In other words, it is paid in full. My debt has been paid in full. When God forgives us, he carries our sins as far as the east is from the west. And guess what? If any man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. My past is gone. My sins are gone. My shame is gone. All things are passed away, and I have become a new creation in Christ Jesus. There is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, my past can be pardoned. See, when you fully understand the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, you will be free from all guilt, all condemnation of those sins because Jesus Christ's blood is greater than any sin in your life. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. There is nothing but the blood of Jesus that can wash away the deepest stain of my sin. And so your past can be pardoned because of the cross of Calvary and what Jesus did on the cross. Now the second thing is this. Not only can my past be pardoned, but also I can prevail in my present predicament. I can prevail in my present predicament. See, Jesus told the disciples before he went away, he said, I'm going back to the Father. And he said, I'm not going to leave you helpless. He said, I'm going to send you a comforter that he may abide with you forever. And Paul picks up on this in Romans chapter 8 when he talks about life in the Spirit. What it's like for the Christian who lives by the Spirit. And just because you live by the Spirit doesn't mean you're not going to have sufferings because Paul talks about there in Romans chapter 8 how that we suffer. We groan with expectation. We eagerly wait for our deliverance. But he says this also in chapter 8 verse 11. He says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living in you. Now think about that. He says the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. I know what some of you are saying. You're saying, 
You know, that sounds good, but I don't see that in my life right now. You're saying there's times I'm frustrated. You're saying there's times I'm afraid. You're saying there's times I stumble, and you're telling me the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. I'm not saying it. The scriptures are saying it. And if you go back to our text, what does Paul say is the proof of the resurrection? The first important proof of the resurrection. It wasn't what the eyewitnesses saw. It was what the scriptures said. And so what I'm telling you is you may not see it. You may not feel it. But we don't base our standing in Christ Jesus on our feelings. We don't base it on what we see. We base it on the word of God. And if God's word says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, then guess what? The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, if I'm a child of God, lives inside of me. Look at what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, along the same line. Verse 18. He says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Verse 19. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. Look what he says here. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. He says, listen, I pray that you would just grasp and you would really see through the eyes of faith and understand with your spiritual mind the power that is living inside of you. See, a lot of us, we don't realize just how much power is living inside of us, and it's not our power, it's the power that God has implanted inside of us. And when you realize that, there's nothing in your present circumstances that you can't overcome because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So not only can your past be pardoned, your present circumstances can be prevailed because of the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It lives inside of you who belong to Jesus. Now the third thing, not only can your past be pardoned, not only can you prevail in your present predicaments, but the third thing is this, your future is secure. Your future is secure. Now that's good news because I understand that we live in a time of uncertainty. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 that we, you know, we see through a glass darkly. In other words, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, much less next week, next year, next month. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But just because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow doesn't mean I have to worry or have to fret. 
because even though I don't know tomorrow, I know the one that holds tomorrow. And because he lives inside of me, I can face tomorrow. See, we serve a God that declares the end from the beginning and that he is a God that works everything out according to his purpose and according to his pleasure. And because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as a Christian, we have hope. And because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's always a better day ahead. There's a day coming when there's no more going to be no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more pain, no more suffering, and no more death. All because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and because he rose again. Think about it. What a difference a day makes. On Saturday, everything looked bleak. Everything looked barren. Everything looked dead to those disciples. They were scared. They were helpless. They were hopeless. But all of a sudden, on Sunday, in one day, it all changed forever. And that Sunday, over 2,000 years ago, when that stone was rolled away, it changed the disciples, and they would never be the same. And that same resurrection makes the same difference in our lives today. Death, burial, and resurrection means in 2020 that my past can be pardoned. You got things you're ashamed of in your past? We all do. But guess what? Word of God says if we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not some, but all unrighteousness. Because of the resurrection, not only can my past be pardoned, but my present. I can prevail in it. I can prevail in my present, not because of my own strength, but because the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living inside of me. And as a child of God, my future is settled. It is secure. It is certain. Let me close with this. If you have never surrendered your life to Jesus, today is a great day to do it. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And let me say this, Jesus will accept you as you are, but he won't leave you as you are. He'll change you. He'll give you hope. He'll give you peace. He'll give you eternal life. All of that is found only in Jesus Christ. The Bible says there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. And salvation, it is free, but it's not cheap. And it's simple. It's as simple as ABC. You just simply admit that you're a sinner and that you are in need of a Savior. Then you believe on Jesus Christ as your Savior. And then you confess Christ publicly. 
if you've never surrendered your life to Christ, let's pray, pray this prayer with me today. Lord Jesus, I know that I have sinned against you. I realize that the penalty for sin is death, and I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross, shedding his own blood on that cross in my place so that I could receive his righteousness by faith. I now confess my sins to you and ask you to forgive me. And I believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again so that I can be forgiven and live forever with him. Here and now, I surrender my life. I surrender my plans. I surrender my goals to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And by God's strength, I will seek to share what God has done in my life with each opportunity that God brings my way. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, let us know. And we'll be praying for you. And all our church family out there, let me say, so glad that you joined us today. We love you. We're praying for you. And if there's anything that we can do for you to help you during this time, please let us know. Can't wait till we get back into the sanctuary and fill it up and just feel the presence of the Lord together. But while we are away from each other, know this that God said in his word that he would never leave us nor would ever forsake us. You are not alone. We're praying for you. God bless you. Have a great week in the Lord.